Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 71 of the Wedpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Lee Rivero, and today we'll be talking with the wonderful Angie Veeman, a seasoned certified operations expert and e-commerce business builder with over two decades of experience working with industry giants such as Target, Crate and Barrel, Room and Board, and Blue Dot. Angie brings a refreshing approach to the e-commerce landscape, guiding businesses to triple their revenue while abolishing overwhelm and overwork. Her passion lies in empowering women to create sustainable businesses that they love, generating wealth and balance in all aspects of their lives. You know we here at The Wedpreneur love a piece of work-life balance. One thing that stood out to me about her was her impeccable vibe. There is so much more to say, but let's stay focused and get into it. This is your host, Lee Rivero, and welcome to the Wedpreneur Podcast. Join me and our guests each week as we discuss wedding business best practices, examine challenges facing our industry, and interview wedding industry experts and thought leaders who will share their strategies for taking your wedding business to the next level. Whether you're new in the industry or a seasoned pro, each episode is filled with valuable information aimed to help you build and grow the wedding business that you were dreaming about. I'm ready if you are, so let's get started. Welcome to the show, Angie. Before we dive right into the conversation, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for the conversation. And I'm Angie Veeman. I am the founder and CEO of Clutch Businesses, and we build online and e-commerce stores for women-owned businesses. So these are women that have been in business for a while. Um, They've had a successful business and are still probably not, um, they're not feeling as fulfilled as they thought they would in their business. So they're probably working a lot more than they wanted to or want to, and probably not making as much as they want to be making in their business. And so uh, we use uh, online an online store or an e-commerce business um, to add a revenue channel to their business and help them get to that place where they are, you know, they're so really proud of the business that they've built, um, but they are making the money that they want to be making and, you know, aren't investing as much time and energy into their business. That sounds amazing. And as you know, in the wedding industry is pretty much female dominated. So I'm sure that our listeners are so excited to hear what kind of tips and tricks you can share with us and any advice. So let's jump right in with our first question. Great. So could you share some creative strategies for wedding professionals to generate income during the off season when there are less weddings? Yeah, we've actually had a lot of luck with building e-commerce and online businesses for people in the wedding industry. And, you know, because just like you said, there's kind of a drought in the off season, you know, you might be collecting deposits, but for the most part, the majority of your revenue is coming in a a really uh, condensed period of time. And so what we really focus on is repurposing, repackaging, kind of reimagining what somebody has already built. So it's not about creating a new product or building a brand new business. 
in an online space. It's really about taking what they've already built. So, you know, this could be something like a photographer that focuses on weddings. You know, they're shooting in the season and then out of the season, they might be selling prints to past clients um, for holidays. What an amazing gift the year that you get married to to have a framed piece of art that you can gift to your significant other, that you can share with family and friends, all of those types of things. So that's a way that, you know, a photographer could kind of stretch out their revenue over the course of the year. And there are so many ways that they can do that without adding a whole lot onto their plate. So there's so many ways now people can drop ship instead of, you know, having to, every time an order comes in, not to get too in the weeds, but every time an order comes in, they don't have to go to the printer, find the frame, all of that kind of stuff. They just send it to a company that puts it all together and then sends it out to their clients. And so for a photographer, that could be something really great. We've done a lot of similar things for cake designers, for caterers, um, for wedding planners. You know, we're taking what they're already offering through the wedding season and just finding new ways to engage the clients that they've already worked with and then also open themselves up to uh, new clients. So people that they haven't worked with or, you know, haven't done a wedding for. And maybe even attract people who have upcoming weddings as well. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of something that my grandma always used to say, which is eat a little, live long. And it really applies in seasonal work because one thing you can do as well as from a business perspective is really stagger your invoice payments so you don't end up having a zero income month. But there's nothing wrong with adding an additional cushion, you know, especially if you don't have to put all that day-to-day effort into it. Um, I'm definitely really interested. Uh, so, So as you know, wedding season of itself can be super busy for wedding pros. So if you have to manage the workload and also, um, keep that side business running or, Are there any pitfalls to adding on this extra, I guess, side hustle or what would you call it? An enhancement? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we usually say it's just adding a revenue channel to their business, Um, but it is a bit of a side hustle. I mean, it definitely has that kind of vibe to it where it's not your main focus. It might at some point become your main focus, but you know, you're, you're building to that for sure. Again, you know, one of our focuses is automation. And I think this can play into the wedding season and kind of the the main focus of somebody's business. So what do you think are some cost-effective ways for wedding professionals to invest in their business and see a return on investment during both the high and the low demand periods? Yeah, I mean, I think that's actually why I love this online business, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but what I love about this model or this opportunity is that it's so low cost. So it's low cost from a monetary standpoint. So you don't have to invest a ton of money in it. And it's also low cost in terms of the investment of your time. So you could honestly start an online business for $30 a month. And the, the, um, the impact that we've seen or the results that we've seen from our clients is that they see a 15% increase in their revenue in just the first two months. 
And you, you know, from there, yeah, it just gets bigger and bigger, right? So that's amazing. And and again, you can do that for literally $30. Shopify is one of my favorite platforms just because it is, and you know, we we're platform agnostic, so we don't only do that, but um it's just so great because they build it knowing that the people that are using it are not web developers, right? They're running businesses and that's really what their focus is. And so, you know, a Shopify, you can get set up on Shopify for $30 a month and, and the business is almost completely automated, right? Depending on what kind of business you have, the production of, of what you're selling might be more. So like if you're doing cakes Obviously, you know, that's not necessarily something that you can totally outsource. So you'd have to, you know, bake it and and decorate it and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you're doing something like the photographer they, for $30 a month, you know, they really are doing nothing more except making that $30 investment and making, you know, at least 15% more than what they're already making. And that's throughout the year, right? Like that doesn't stop. Yeah, that sounds no a little bit too good to be true, Angie. I know. Come on I know. now. I know. Uh, $30 plus how much time and effort do you have to spend marketing these things and helping people? No, that's an amazing question. And that's actually one of the things that, you know, that we always want to make sure that people know is there's the building of the business, right? Like there's creating this online store, but then there is also the work of marketing um, that has to happen because you can build it and they may not come, Right. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a piece of that, but what I love about this in the wedding industry is you, you do have a slew of clients that you're working with every year in your wedding, right? And so you can continue or in their weddings. And so you can continue to market to them. Like they're a captive audience. They already love you. They're already on board with what you're doing. We built a store for a cake designer and she reaches out. She has all of their information. She reaches out to them for birthdays. She reaches out to them for anniversaries. She reaches out to them for all of the really special moments in their life, baby showers, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, one, one big sale to do their wedding, you know, their fully customized wedding can turn into three or four other sales throughout the year, just, you know, to be a part of their special events in more of like a semi-custom way, which is pretty Uh great. And then, you know, and then you can focus on marketing and all of that marketing can happen automatically, right? Like sending a reminder email or sending a happy birthday email, all of that can happen on its own. It's not you having to sit in front of a computer and do that. Um, And then, you know, the marketing that you can really focus on that takes a little bit more of your time is the marketing to new, you know, new clients that, that haven't had the luxury of working with you in the past. I love how you said that. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you kind of brushed on it just now, but can you specify like what are some overlooked revenue streams in the wedding industry that professionals can tap into throughout the year? So besides photographers selling prints, would you say that this is more like incorporating automation also into your processes after the sale. Well, I don't like to refer to clients as sales. So you know what I mean? Yeah. After their wedding, if you're started out with a wedding, are you saying you're capturing the aftermarket of them specifically and not necessarily trying to go get other people who haven't worked with you or? 
Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say, you know, no matter what you're doing in the wedding industry, um, whatever service you're providing, look at all of the other special moments that are happening in these people's lives and continue to develop and nurture your relationship with them, right? Being a part of somebody's wedding day is such an intimate thing, right? What again, whatever whether you're photographing, whether you're, you know, serving dinner, whatever it is, it's such an intimate moment in their lives and why not continue to be a part of their most intimate moments? It might be a little different than what it was initially, but I think there's so many opportunities for that. And so that's a relatively, I think, easy way, because what do they say? It's, I, I don't know the stats, but it's, you know, it's easier to, to retain clients than it is to develop and find new clients. And so that's true. why not? Like I said, they love and adore you already. They, you know, they loved having you be a part of that special day. And I can imagine that they'll love to continue to have you as a part of their journey in life. You're right. I mean, I absolutely do not do other events um, besides weddings because, you know, it's just too much. Um, But I do have a rentals branch. And one thing I have found, the only clients whose baby showers or birthday celebrations I've agreed to do have been previous brides because we had that relationship. So I do understand where you are coming from with that. So when you are in the midst of the wedding season, it's super busy. What tips do you have for managing the workload effectively while maximizing profits? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, just touching on that, uh, the idea of automating as much as you can about the business. Um, so, and that's that's actually why I love, you know, this e-commerce component or this online business component is because it is fully automated, right? And I think there are lessons that we can take from that to layer into the main service offering that you have. So for instance, I mean, I'm planning a wedding right now and, you know, I found an amazing photographer. She's incredible. I love and adore her. And, you know, through the process, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to make this so much easier for you. You know, like she, because she's scrambling, you can tell she's been in the middle (laughs) of her season, right? So it took her and, and I see the cost to her, like she, so it took a couple of weeks to get the contract and I'm sure everybody can, can, everybody listening can feel this, right? Like we've all been in this situation where it took a couple of weeks to get the contract. Then from the time that we signed the contract to when she sent me the invoice for the deposit was, you know, even a couple of weeks. And, and I did follow up with her and this is not to say that she's doing a bad job, but just to say that that was two weeks where she didn't have that revenue, right? Because she just, she didn't have time to get to it. And there are so many ways that you can take kind of, I guess what I call the the business operations, right? So getting that contract out, getting that contract signed, getting the deposit, you know, sending them the information requests, like what shots they want, all of that kind of stuff. That isn't your special sauce, right? Right. Her special sauce is these beautiful photos that we are going to look at and, you know, and cherish for the rest of our lives. But she's stuck having to do all of those things, which I'm sure doesn't light her up either. And so I always tell people to look at the things in your business that suck joy, that you, you know, you kind of dread doing. It's the last thing on your list. 
it might be the first thing on your list, but it's the last thing that you that you want to be spending your time on and figure out a way to automate them because most likely there is a way that you can just push one button and then all of these things kind of happen without yeah. you. Well, yeah. definitely, of course. Um, I have been using project management software <laughs> because yeah. it's truly too much to keep on top of so many different apps. And I definitely struggle with my mental health and all sorts of different issues that cause me to have like time blindness sometimes. And totally. I use like a ton of alarms, a ton of planners, everything. And when I'm more stressed about the things that I'm not doing, I get even less done. So it's like a catch yeah. 22. So totally. definitely automation helps to take you out of that loop by removing some of those you know, repetitive tasks. Um, yeah, definitely. My contracts and invoices are on auto Good. because if so, yeah. I would not make any money whatsoever. Right. <laughs> Trust <Yeah>. me. <laughs> so what further advice would you have besides automation for wedding pros looking to strike a balance between earning more income and maintaining a healthy work-life balance? I would say just look at what you've already built. You know, we all have put so much into building our businesses and getting things off the ground. And it's easy to have kind of shiny object syndrome, especially when when you're a business owner, right? Like there's all of these cool things that you could do. But I would say just look at what you've already built and see how you can get more out of it. And, you know, going back to what you said, it, it doesn't sound totally right or doesn't feel totally right to talk about it that way. But Think about, I guess, maybe how you could serve more people and how you could serve them more deeply and more fully with what you've already built. Yeah, that's the perfect way to put it. Because I mean, I am so anti bridal industrial complex. I don't know how weddings went from, you know, a celebration of love and joy. And now it's all about how much money can I get out of these people because it's their, right. their day and they don't know what they're doing, you know, so I'm very strict on that part of things. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting to to increase your income. Of course not, especially not in this economy. But I just think and agree with you, it's important to not just have that as the motivation behind or it's not about how much more you can get out of them, but what more can you give to them? What more value you can give them? those things could work in tandem with one another, right? Like I think as women, it's really easy for us to be like, like I have to give more, more, more and not think about what we're getting in exchange for that. But I think there is a way that you can provide more and, you know, so you, the people receiving it benefit from that. And also you benefit from it from a monetary standpoint. <laughs> when I look at myself after you said that, I just had a little aha moment. And a lot of times when I'm talking to people with different perspectives, you know, I always think back to why do I believe the things I believe or why do I see it that way and you see it this other way? And it always rolls back up to my upbringing. I was raised Catholic. My grandma believed that it was honorable to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't believe that. Um, I do not want to be poor. I still have some kind of, you know, mental block against just making money, something that I am pursuing as a priority. I feel like once my bills are paid and I am making enough money to do what I enjoy doing, that it's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every little bit counts, to be honest. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and you women are right. do amazing things when they have money, right? Like, I, I mean, think so. I just want to say same. Like, I struggle with the same <laughs> things, right? Like, it feels like we should always be in service. I guess for me, I've found a way, not that, you know, not that it's there all the time, but I've found a way to recognize that I can also be of service, you know, to my clients. I can also be of service to my community. And when my resources are flush and bountiful, and this is proven that when women have money, they do incredible things. They invest in their communities and their communities get stronger and it creates a really beautiful ecosystem. And so I think if we're depriving ourselves of that, we're also depriving everything around us of of that potential as well. Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I love that one. That is a big fact because, I mean, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. As much as I do understand business, I personally never really think about how big can your dreams really be? You know, where is the multiplying factor? Like, what's your wild amount, you know? And when you start to think about that, you realize that you can do so much more. Or if you had this and if you had that. Sometimes I remember my friend, she wanted to get into the industry and she was like, I just need like $10,000. And I'm like, $10,000 is not going to be enough money to launch herself as an event planner. Um, And notwithstanding that, how could you come up with $10,000 from what you're already doing, like freelancing flowers? And she was like, you know, she doesn't even know how long it takes her to make that amount of money. I'm like, you can't go into a business like that. $10,000 isn't going to do anything. So I was like, how do you even make $10,000? And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, well, how much does one arrangement cost? And just divide it. That's how many arrangements you need to sell roughly. So she was like, okay. And then she realized, wait a minute, it's not really such a big number. So, you know, when it's all laid out to really manifest it. Totally. Where where you're like, I'm going to stop telling myself lies about what I can and can't do or what I need, I don't need. And just Mm -hmm. follow what I would like to have for myself. And let that be a lot or more than what you just need, more than the bare minimum, you know? So that's really good. (laughs) You just shocked my brain. (laughs) So thank you for that. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? I would love to just say that, you know, again, that, you know, everybody listening has built something incredible and beautiful. And, you know, you and I talked about this briefly before we jumped on, and we've talked about it even a little bit just now, that, you know, what you built is beautiful and wonderful and needed in the world. And I don't want to say it's our duty, but I would love to see, I guess, all of us really, really reach the fullest potential with all of our ideas because it is, it's so powerful and so incredible when that happens. Yeah, it really does sound amazing. And, you know, as you say, women empower the greater community. It starts with us, it starts with your family and everything that you go doing onward from there. You're really right though. It was really nice having you. Oh, and this is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, really, really, you're really insightful, I must say. P.S. I am in agreement with Angie on so many things. One of them is that we don't believe in gatekeeping. 
Through her decades of experience, she has developed a way to help wedding professionals scale and leverage their existing offers, systems, and technology to work less and make more and serve a larger audience through e-commerce. I think that these goals are amazing, and I do hope that you guys check it out. I mean, there's absolutely nothing stopping you from visiting her website at clutchbusinesses.com and grabbing her new free training on how to add an online store to any business. That's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Webpreneur Podcast. I'm so incredibly grateful to all of my listeners and would like to take a moment to invite you to keep the conversation going. Head on over to our free online community at www.thewebpreneur.com forward slash join. If you enjoyed this episode, help us to spread the word by leaving an honest review and sharing with others you think would also enjoy this. I appreciate each and every one of you and welcome your feedback. Bye for now.